0: You are listening to the One Church TO podcast. We are an imperfect community who are attempting to help people know God, love people, and make an impact in our city of Toronto, Canada. At the time of this podcast episode, we are currently experiencing the COVID-19 worldwide pandemic. So you'll start to notice in this same feed, we'll be providing some extra episodes alongside our weekend teaching to encourage you throughout the week. we hope today's teaching is valuable for whatever season or situation that you find yourself in.
1: Oh, I'm so excited about uh, this summer series. Can you imagine having a series that was more timely, that just fits with these times? It's a series about elevating all of us. And You know, we live in a world where so many people are devalued and told they're less than other people. You're superior and you're inferior. And Jesus came to elevate every one of us. You know, when we we sang, it's your breath in our lungs, how many, your mind just somewhere in there said, you know, and, and some people aren't even allowed to have breath in their lungs. they're they're mistreated. And it's not just, you know, the the obvious things that are in the news. Some people just smother the life out of other people. They don't want them to reach the potential that God has for their life. That's just the reality of the world that we live in. And uh, that was the world that Jesus was born into as the Messiah. And look at the way he treated people. Women, Last week, Pastor Jan began this series talking about the way that Jesus treated women as equals. Made in the image of God, just like God said in the Old Testament, but culture and, and egos and power trips got in there and, and changed. And Jesus treated women as equal. It's in the archive. Watch that first teaching if you, if you missed it. And then what about religion? Well, there were some religious groups that sort of taught and believed and acted like they had the corner on God. You had to belong to their denomination if you were really gonna be a true God follower. And Jesus shows up and he's told those people straight, You're so full of your legalistic religion that you don't even have room for a relationship with God. He tells them that in Luke. And then he says, You people that hunger for spiritual reality, you're blessed. Because it's not religion. It's that hunger for spiritual reality that is going to result in you being filled. And then, uh, you know, some people, if you have money, if you're rich and successful, it was the thinking of the time God's prospering you. You're like in his favor. Poor people, oppressed people, impoverished people. God doesn't like you so much. And Jesus shows up and he says, I've come with good news for the poor. And blessed are you who are poor. And he tells those who are gentle and kind, not, you know, egotistical, taking over with power over others. He says, blessed are you who are gentle and kind, the meek. You will inherit the earth. You're going to end up the winner's. God sees your heart, and then, and then Jesus, uh, we're gonna see next week, meets a blind man. And they were, people in that health condition were told, you're secondary in our society, and Jesus has no time for you, and what does Jesus do? You'll, you'll see it next week, and don't miss it. He calls this guy to himself, and, and some, the rest of the people bypass you, I don't, and he heals him, and he helps him. Today, it's children. People that are sort of under the radar, They represent people that are overlooked in our society. Some of you watching are going to be helped in two ways, not only understanding how Jesus treated the overlooked, but how we are to treat people in our culture and society that are also overlooked. Now, Stephanie Jones does a great job leading our next generation team here. Some of our children and parents so appreciate the online uh, programs that she has, but she's got something to say, listen to me, to every adult. Because Jesus said to adults, unless you become as a child, he basically says there's two characteristics of a child that you need to have as an adult if you're going to move ahead spiritually. Watch this.
2: One day some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could touch and bless them. But when the disciples saw this, they scorned the parents for bothering him. Then Jesus called for the children and said to the disciples, Let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. Truly I tell you, anyone who does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. This verse is jam-packed with so much of who Jesus is, the way he loves us and the way he wants us to love. So I thought that today we'd explore it a little bit. When you first read this, the first thing that often pops out to us is Jesus' love for children. He said, don't stop them from coming to me. We can imagine his tenderness in this moment. He stopped everything that was happening and he called them to him. He then goes on to say, Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like little children will never enter it. What exactly does that mean? Is Jesus telling us that we have to be like children in order to get into heaven? How do I receive the kingdom of heaven like a child? I can't lie, when I first read this as a new Christian, I was like, um, okay, sure. I had an amazing conversation with someone years later that helped me understand it a little bit more. To help you understand, I'm going to share a little bit of my testimony. So let's go back in time, shall we? Let's go back in time to grade 12, Stephanie. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm pretty outgoing. So high school was a pretty great place for me. I had friends, I was involved in a lot of extracurriculars. I got along with almost everybody. And in grade 12, I was the student body president. To see me in the halls, you would think, man, She's got it all under control. She she knows what she's doing. The only problem was I was having a really hard time at home. My mom was really struggling in an abusive relationship and naturally it affected my brother and I. Both my brother and I would find any other place to be besides home. Our home wasn't a safe place anymore, but school was. So school became a place where I was able to forget. So school became the place that I spent most of my time. In the mornings before anyone was at school, I would sit in the halls and do my homework, and in the afternoons, I would stay until a custodian would come by and tell me that they were locking up. During these long hours before and after school, there was one teacher that noticed that I was staying around a lot, and she started having conversations with me about her faith. Hours and hours went by and she told me about the Gospel and how I was loved by a Father in Heaven who had plans for me. I remember one day she asked me to do something. She said, next time you're feeling anxious or overwhelmed, can you try to talk to God? It doesn't have to be anything crazy, but just try to ask Him for His help. I didn't know the first thing about talking to God, but I thought, how hard could it be? So sure, I'll give it a try. It wasn't long after that conversation that I was feeling very overwhelmed, completely lost in this world. I didn't know why, but in the moment of tears and hopelessness, I remembered my teacher's voice. Just talk to him. So I did. Well, if I'm being honest, I kind of yelled. This is what I said. I said, God, if you're real, you need to show up now because I need you. This will be the last time that I come to you like this. And at that very moment, it felt like the world just stood still. At that very moment, there was no longer any doubt in my mind or in my heart that Jesus wasn't real. I just knew, that was it, I just knew. That was on a Friday, and on the Sunday I came here to One Church TO and I accepted Christ as my Lord. I had complete trust and an all-in faith in God. The veil was removed from my eyes and I could see the truth. Nothing and nobody was going to tell me any differently. And trust me, they tried. Years later, as I was retelling the story to a person, they said to me, Wow, you really have childlike faith. At first, I was a little offended. But then I remembered, and this verse really clicked for me. You see, just as easy and naturally as it is for a baby to learn how to smile and laugh, the same ease came with me trusting and loving. A child completely trusts in those who love and care for them. Perfectly demonstrating that all-in faith that Jesus is trying to tell us about here. He's not asking us to be childish, immature, or gullible. Rather, he's asking us to be childlike, having a complete reliance on him. We all know a newborn baby is completely reliant on the adults around them to care for them. In the same way, this is the type of reliance that Jesus invites us into. As a young adult, this level of trust did not come easily or naturally. I chose. In fact, I choose daily to rely on Jesus. Friends, some of you may be here who have been following Jesus for years now, but maybe you find yourself at a place where you've got to trust and rely on Jesus one more time. I challenge you to decide to trust in him with your health. Trust him with your family, with your finances, with your relationships. And there may be some of you in, sitting here watching and you haven't yet decided to follow Jesus. At the end of this gathering, Pastor Keith will pray the exact same prayer that he prayed with me all of those years ago for the first time when I was sitting here at One Church Teo. I want to encourage you to consider to take that leap of faith in all in trust in Jesus. It has made all the difference in my world, but our story doesn't end there. Luke is connecting the dots in the story of Jesus and humanity. It goes so much further than the children who ran to him that day. Luke is trying to illustrate how Jesus' desire is to elevate and welcome those who are unseen, unnoticed, and even despised. Last week, Pastor Jan helped us to see that Jesus elevated women in a society that had marginalized them and even oppressed them. It's easy for us to look back and say, what were they thinking? It's easy for us to sit here and judge them. But what if we all have unseen people? unnoticed people, or dare I even say, despised people in our own lives. The dominant way of thinking in Jesus' day was that sin, brokenness, weakness were like a virus easily spread through contact with someone who was infected. The way to avoid infection was to create spaces where they couldn't go or to make sure that you never went to a place where they had been. So the religious people had created this type of spiritual quarantine. We create an isolation bubble. In this bubble, it becomes so easy for us to see our needs, our problems, and bypass others. But in this moment, Jesus makes it so clear that he will always reject the strategy of isolation. This is the one thing that made Jesus so uniquely different. He didn't try to keep the weak, sinful, or broken people from Him, He welcomed them. You see friends, the problem with spiritual quarantine living is that we come to view the world as us versus them. And that self-imposed quarantine becomes a greenhouse for some of the most destructive sins that Jesus calls out. Sins of self-righteousness, sins of self-importance, Sins of being blind to the cries of others. Isn't it interesting that the people blocking the children from getting to Jesus that day were his followers? I'm a follower of Jesus. Who am I keeping at arm's length? Who are you keeping at arm's length? Who might we be blocking from Jesus? Not intentionally, perhaps. I'm sure the disciples didn't want to waste the time of someone who was as important as Jesus on someone insignificant like children. But Jesus doesn't see it through that lens. Everyone is important. Everyone is worthy of love. Everyone is welcomed by Jesus.
1: Everyone, everyone is welcomed by Jesus. So the question then is, you know, do I welcome Jesus? I I want to take a moment to pray with anyone who's with us in this gathering who is saying, you know, like Steph did those years ago, I'm ready to say, Jesus. I wanna become your follower. I'll never be perfect, but with you in my life, I'm gonna get better and better and better. But it's because I'm not perfect that I need you. I need you who are perfect. I need your grace. I need your forgiveness. I need the new life that you can give. And so how many are ready to say, just like a child trusts, I'm gonna trust Jesus right now. And you say, well, I got, I got, Trust issues, and they're, they're there for good reason. I've trusted people in the past, people who were supposed to watch out for me, and they let me down. Yeah. Get this it's safe to trust someone who loves you so much that they die for you. They give their life in your place. you got to know that they love you because they don't have to do it. They do it because they care about you and they want you to have the best future. Jesus did that. He died to restore us to God. Have you invited Jesus into your life? Or maybe you've wandered away and you say, I'm going to pray with you, Pastor Keith, because I'm coming back home to Father God through Jesus, my Savior. I'm going to say a prayer and I'll allow some time for you just to whisper the words one line at a time after me. And when you pray this prayer, a miracle will happen in your life. Jesus will answer that prayer. He, he, you're saying, I welcome you, Jesus. He says, Well, I, I've been wanting to come into your life. I died for you. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you gave your life so that I could live. I ask you to come into my life today. Cleanse away all the sins and wrongs that I have done in the past. And keep forgiving me as I follow you in the future. I wanna live for you all the days of my life right into heaven when I die. Until then, help me live for you and to become more and more like you. I pray this in Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, you know there's a way to indicate and uh, you know, just in the chat room, and there's a place on the screen where you're gonna say, I, I, I committed my life to follow Jesus. I'm ready to follow Jesus. It's so exciting for us just to hear back from you that you prayed that prayer, and there's a way to sort, of, to sort of raise your hand and say, I, I prayed with you, Pastor Keith, and bless you as you begin life with Jesus. We're a church. So any way we can help you just to take the first steps or to be restored back into good steps of following Jesus, we want to do it. Now, let me pray for you, for every follower of Jesus. How many of you, you need to come to Father God as a child right now? (laughs) With a trust of a child and the way um, a child relies on the parent i invite you just to you know what can i pray with you about just take that that you need to trust the lord for and, and let's just bring it to him lord you know what we're going through your eyes are upon us just like in the gospel times you went to the individual and said this is for you this peace is for you lord bring peace to troubled hearts this wisdom is for you. Give wisdom, Lord, generously to those who ask right now. For those that are are sick or in a health situation, bring healing and and bring help to them, O God. For those, because of educational plans being totally turned upside down or uncertainty with future employment, Lord, let them know that you are already in tomorrow, and they can take you by the hand as a child would take the hand of a father that loves them and you'll take them out into the future and you'll provide for them oh god lord this is a wonderful season on planet earth for everyone who's praying with me to say i trust you father god and i rely on you we pray this in jesus name and may the grace of the lord jesus christ and the love of father god and the daily fellowship of his Holy Spirit be with every one of you. Amen and amen. Love you, church.
0: We're glad you joined us for today's teaching. If you're listening in right now because your church isn't able to meet, we welcome you and we ask that you keep supporting your church community with all the engagement and giving options that they have. If you need any assistance in this unprecedented season, please let us know by email at care at onechurch.to or by texting the word care to 416-291-9575 or even just giving us a call at the same number. All other events and programming can be found at onechurch.to slash connect.